I wonder if you ever make a mistake. We like to think we are perfect, but that question about whether we make a mistake is a bit of a silly one, really, isn't it? Because we do all the time. We each day do things that we maybe didn't expect to do, and we do them wrong. On Friday, Emily and I were wrapping Christmas presents. And uh, she was doing the wrapping and I was writing the labels. And on the very first one, she told me who it was for and told me how to write that name. And I started putting it down on the tag and then I went, there's no D in the middle of it, is there? Put the tag aside into the recycling and start again. A simple thing, something that can be easily sorted out. But also on Friday, I was driving um, towards Crawley and I'd gone through Turner's Hill, having eventually got there. Uh, and I came across a, a recent car crash. It had just happened. The emergency services were not on the scene. And I stopped to ask if anyone needed assistance. And everyone was okay. There was other people there helping. I wasn't needed. But I was told that the person who'd caused the incident, the person that had left the car wrapped round a tree, had scarpered. They'd ran away from the scene, the one that had caused this to happen. Now, whatever they'd done wrong, whether it was a, a minor mistake in their driving, whether they'd stolen the car, whether they'd been drinking, we don't know. But I guess, although no one was physically hurt, this one would not be quite so easy or quick or cheap to resolve. How we emotionally respond when someone has a mistake or perhaps even wrong in their willful behavior when it hurts us how we respond says something about our character. Does it shake us completely or does the peace of the Lord endure within our hearts? The world is a place full of wrong and hurt. And when there is an injustice, it is right that it is sorted, that we see justice proceed. But how do we feel about the person? Do we hate them or do we love them? It might be a challenge to hold in balance that justice and the need to forgive and love, no matter what they have done. And yet this is God's way. How often should we forgive? Is it seven times a disciple, Peter, asks Jesus, and Jesus responds, not seven times, but 77 times. 
Use meaning, of course, that it would be again and again and again as God forgives us. And this is the God that we come to. This is the one that the psalmist says we bring our praise to. We bring our hallelujah because of that God. He is more than the all-powerful, eternal creator. But that God who made everything is love. God continually thinks of the other person. Whatever their situation, whatever their need, whatever thing they have done wrong, however they have caused harm to us, Whoever has sinned, God thinks of us and wants the best for us, wants the best for them. Which is why the Father gave the Son. That we might know love And that we might have love. Love is the background to the whole Bible. It is explicit in the law, including the Ten Commandments. And to the word given through the prophets. They continually speak of another way of life. A way of life that is different from that which humanity often chooses. A way of God's true love. Indeed, Jesus tells us in Mark 12 that the law is summarized as loving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. But that is not a love that requires no work, it is all our heart, all our mind, all our strength that we have to put into it. It's not saying, I love you, and leaving it at that, and living as you please. It's not simply singing or thinking of the words of the praise song. Praising the Lord is not a half-hearted business. It involves giving And requires us to examine the attitudes we have for the world and reshape our attitudes in God's way. Gary Chapman, in the five languages, uh, the five love languages, better put that the right way around as it's the title of a book, the five love languages, writes about having strong relationships. And says that in marriage, we need to communicate in loving words, but also kind actions, quality time, thoughtful presence, and physical affection. One way is not enough in itself. And the method we prefer to use might not be the way our partner prefers to receive. The Bible tells us we are in a relationship. 
It tells us that the church is a bride and that Christ is the groom who is returning for us. How do we show the love we have for God and for the world? Is it only in our words of praise or is it demonstrated in the other languages of love too? As we approach uh, a Christmas that might have the decorations, that might have a special meal, that might have the singing, we might still be thinking of what gifts we are making for our partner or our child, our sibling, our parent, our cousin, our friend, and so on. But where in that, where in that thinking is showing your love for God? As we remember the loving gift of God's Son, what offering are you making to the Lord? Like every charitable organisation this year, the church's finances have been hit. Our church, and I suspect every other one too, has been affected. Please do consider your giving to us or to your local church if you're elsewhere. And as we think of the kingdom that is promised, here in the words of the psalmist, we see the love of God for those most in need. The orphan, the widow, the prisoner, the foreigner or refugee. There is mention of food for the hungry. And I give thanks for the amazing effort that has been going on week by week as people have brought goods for the food bank. But normally at this time, we would also have a guest from Turning Tides speaking about the homeless situation in West Sussex. We would be giving to them gifts along with exchanging our cards in our in-house post box. But we're unable to do that this year. We as a church will still be making our normal gift through the mission fund. But if you want to give, you can do so either through the church or directly through the Turning Tides website, turning-tides.org.uk. Please do show them your love. God is eternal. He is full of love and is worthy of all our praise. But let that praise, let that love not be limited to the words of hymns and songs. May this Advent, this Christmas, this new year, our worship to him be a re-giving of his love into the world in every way we can. The Lord reigns forever. Praise the Lord. Amen.